Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And today we got a special guest joining us on the show today, man. This one right here is big, man. I'm talking about my dog, Kenfolk, Kashan. What it do? Well, that's Kenfolk, Kiyashan. What's going on with you, my guy? Everything blessed? Man, everything is gravy, man. Everything is gravy. What's going on, bro? Everything's cool and groovy, bro. You maintain, not complaining. How you doing on your ass? Bro, doing pretty good, man. I ain't lying. You, you had me on the edge of my seat there for a minute. Yeah, man. I tried to get to you right at six, man. You know, there's not wait for you or me, man. And it just <laughs> I was not on my side. But, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And present, ready to discuss and let the people know what's going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, first I, I wanna before we even uh before we dive into this thing, man, I wanna um thank you for me and my team for uh taking time out of your business schedule. I always know you super, super busy, so I appreciate you, man. No, I thank you so much, man, for giving me the platform, man. I definitely try to make time for everything. You know what I mean? I try to you know, end up hours in the days, you know, but man, I try to I try to put my time in, bro, and try to make sure I'm, you know, available, you know, where I need to be, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Now being in the game, man, um, and having and having such a um, a long resume, I wanna um, I wanna give the fans some history on you. I wanna go back a little bit to um, to the beginning, man. Like, um, you know, like what were you what were you doing before hip hop? Or has hip hop always um, been a major influence in your life since um, since little? Man, hip hop has always been. It was funny. I was talking to. Uh, an old neighbor of mine via Facebook that I hadn't talked to in I don't know how long. And she was just telling me how she remembered, like, you know, songs and demo songs that I had back in the day. You know what I mean? Just, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it, this, we're talking about 20 something years ago. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, 30 something years ago. And she's telling me about, uh, about songs I had when I was a boy. You know what I'm saying? And I was right. like, I've always been influenced by the culture of hip hop. You know what I mean? And, and because of me and, and my upbringing or whatever, man, it's like, you know, that that was our era of music. That was a transition. You know what I mean? It was a transition from the old soul. Again. Like the crack era came with the hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Definitely. Definitely. You know, so it's like that That really opened me up because it was, you know what I'm saying? It was the voice of of us, you know, our generation. So I've always been inspired by the music, but just you guessing know, that, like, in my life, I've always high school. One of my best friends was Hills. He he's like a great guitar player. He travels with Lauren Hill now, but uh, he was my best friend. In junior high school, this guy has a, has a record, had a record contract. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's like to be able to have examples of you know what a nigga want to do and how a nigga want to come up and all that in front of your face. You know what I mean? Like you know when God put those people, those right people right there. You know it's like it's kind of hard not to be influenced. It's one thing to be influenced by the culture, but it's another thing to have examples of being successful and like, examples of being able to be. 
is to make it with music. You see what I'm saying? Like right. that's why I had those examples around me. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right there within reach. You it's know? it's a different it's a different feeling when not just seeing it on TV, but actually seeing it in person. Yeah, seeing like yeah, you can really get you a recording contract, man. Nigga, fuck around and get a deal. You know what I'm saying? Right. And all that, like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, really being able to see those examples in front of my face really just played a huge part of of being able to. uh you know, really wanting to realistically look at this dream and wanting to do it, you know what I'm saying, and really wanting to pursue it. It's like, no, nah, I had cats that was really, really got deals. Folks really, you know what I'm saying? Right, Get right. Money. And I'm like, you know, I'm around it at a young age. So, you know, you're, you're a product of your environment, and and my environment definitely uh, was an influence on the culture. Then, you know, we're talking about Memphis, where you got a lot of, uh, a lot of the people that started a lot of this flow. A lot of this shit, man, right. it's from the town. You know what I mean? Right, it's a lot so of history I, there. I was able to really, you know, back when uh, Tony Draper first started Suave House, you know, I'm a young, I was a young boy, but it's like, you know, I'm around them boys, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm in. So I was able to really, you know, see it firsthand, man. You know, it, was, it wasn't no, no, just no dream or nothing. It was like, nah, you really could do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? You really could get in this and like, you know, make a way for yourself, you know what I mean? So I, I had those examples, man. So always was doing demos, always was, you know, doing something, you know, as it pertained to the culture, you know what I'm saying? Always. Right. You know? Now, I want to, um, that's that's just, it's, it's, it's dope, man, that um, your story is just, like, crazy, man, because it's like, the, let's, let's talk about, okay, so you, you were influenced, Okay, you know, of course, it's it's a historical city, music, so much history there. It's yeah. so you know you couldn't really help but be influenced. But even with being influenced, I mean, you still had to have talent too, and you know, you definitely had talent. So my thing no, is, no, no, I mean, it, it, but you know, talent. I had, I had I had the talent, but I had I had hunger. You know, and the hunger to be able to win. Like, I had some talent, but the talent had to be with, you know, like some, some hunger and some desire to really be able to uh, to keep that grind going. Because, you know, like being able to rap is, okay, you can rap, okay, cool. Right. But the business of it and understanding the business acumen of it was something that really, uh, really, you know, I, that, that appealed to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can I, you know, become successful with music and and feed myself. So it was more like, yeah, I dug the talent side. I understood that side of it, but I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to understand the business. You know what I mean? So yeah, the desire yeah. to really know the business and understand the business really, really drives me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just being a boss. You know what I mean? With business. That's really what, uh, what really drove me. It's like, yeah, I, could, I had a skill set for it, but when you're young and having the skill set or a talent for something, most people don't really know how to use that talent to turn it into something that can become something. And that's the thing. It's like time had to be put into trying to figure out how do I turn this thing that I love into something that can feed my family. You know what I mean? Right. It's something that could, you know, so that was a long process of finding what exactly my thing was with the music, like, what is my thing? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, right. where's my, I know music is my calling, but what is, what is it? How do I, how do I do 
this and what all you know am I a rapper? Am I what am I? You know what I'm saying? I know I like to rap, but you know, it was just trying to find out really seeking seeking, bro. Seeking right. within myself, trying to figure out, asking those questions, trying to get around the people that was doing what I was doing. Right. Learning. You know what I mean? So I could be able to be be the best at what I'm doing, you know what I mean? So a lot of learning, a lot of lessons and blessings, you know? Which is the name of my book too. How okay. How did um Crispy, man, like I'm telling you, like when that song hit, I mean it was everywhere. I'm pretty sure by by the time I heard it, I mean it was it was already like blazing around the world. Like let's can, can we talk about like the development of Crispy and and what was what was like your general um, was that like the way that you wanted to come out? Because I'm pretty sure that, that 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 was a part of you style and having swag and all of that stuff or whatever. And kind of like it was kind of like what was going on at the time, but not really. It's kind of like you did something yeah, different with. Yeah. It. Well, you know, the thing about crispy. See, I had a, before before I had crispy, I had a song called Respect My Fresh. Respect My Fresh was that you know you, you know how most artists are. They have their local uh, or regional hit record that kind of puts them on, puts them on the map. And then you know you come back with that other one that people started getting on to you with. So respect my fresh was the was the first one to start to get me like as far as a solo artist to get people on key and shine. Right. You know what I mean? But it was like it was about being stylish and being fresh and like doing that whole thing. And 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 that song didn't get to everywhere I wanted it to get to. So because of that, um, I wanted when I got signed, I wanted to come with a something something different. You know what I mean? Something that was on the same vibe. Oh shit. Something that was on that same, but I got you can't vote, my boy. Um, something that was on that same, but I was gonna say this. Okay, yeah, let me get you. Yeah, um, I wanted to come with something that was on that, on that same vibe, but I um, but I wanted the world to hear it. But respect my first, the world didn't hear it. It got me my deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I had so I came with a concept that was like, all right, crispy. Really, I had real crispy the hook way before I even had a deal. It was just like, but because the respect my first record, he had hit. And people was on that swag style, they dug that. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, I had something with that. So I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, and keep going with that vibe. They liking this. They like it when I come with that song. Because during that time, it was really young Jeezy coming with Trapper Guy was the wave. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so it was like, I wanted to be different than what they were doing. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You know, and try to be, my, be competitive to them. Become with my own thing that I was doing, and that was how that song kind of came about. It was uh playing skills down in uh down in Dallas. I uh, uh, down in Dallas. They had produced that record, and and um, one they Sylvia Ron had sent me down there, and she had told me to uh, do a record with those dudes because they had the ride dirty going on at the time. Yeah, yeah, and um. They was looking for another, you know, try to catch another wave. I just found Universal at the time, so I'm like, okay, if the respect my friend song, which is on my, on that on that sauce and swag vibe, got people on me, then now that I'm signed, it comes with an anthem that's gonna be on that same vibe. So I went to uh, I went to Dallas to uh, work with uh, playing skills, and um, went down a couple times and. We uh first time you know I let them kind of lead the session and let them kind of produce me, but we didn't really get no the results. Sylvia Ron was happy with that record, so 
she sent me down there again. And when I went down there again, I said, look, man, we got we to gotta come with something from scratch. We got to come with something different. So uh, I started saying the hook, and uh, Skill started making the beat. We sampled that, uh, we had sampled that Paul Revere, and he ran it up. Uh, they ran it backwards, and um, you know, and just started getting crazy right then. I put down the hook, uh, the so crispy hook, but the hook was sped up. So it was like when I recorded it, right? I get back to the hotel in Dallas, and I'm and I'm in Dallas, right? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I listen back to it on the way to the hotel, and I'm like, damn, the uh, the the song is sped up. The hook kind of sped up, right? And I was kind of upset a little bit about it, but then. I went to sleep on it, came woke up the next morning, I said, man, you know what? They saved it in a in a in the wrong bit rate and basically it's tech talk was for the Pro Tools thing, but they had saved it the wrong bit this bit rate and it was going faster, but I liked it. I said, Man, you know what? We got one. We just keep it. Keep it like that. And I went to uh, I remember uh Jason Jeter, T I manager. Him and I was doing some business during the time. And I brought it over there. I said, man, listen to both versions of these records. Here's the right version of it and then the version that we sped up. He said, man, the sped up version is this. It was a mistake. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But the shit worked. And we kept it We kept it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and it, and it, that's one of those things about music, man. Music is like, you know, it's, 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 it's God is in that, bro. You know what I mean? It's spirits in that music, man. So, you know, and it was like, that's what we did, and that just came out, and it was, you know, it was the, it was like everybody was dripping now, everybody's on the drip, and, the, and you know what I'm saying, that whole thing, but like, you know, like, that's what I was on back then, you know, and, you know, and now everybody on that, you know, and that's, and that's cool, but that's definitely the vibe that I was coming with, you know what I mean, so right. I, I just look at it like, man, you know, history repeats itself, and ain't nothing new on the sun, everything comes from something else, so. Right. You know, but a lot of that sauce talk and all that, that drip and all that, a lot of that, you know, it was hitting different when I first came out with it because there wasn't nobody doing it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but now, you know, everybody doing it. He did. You know what's crazy about that, you know, was not only the song was different and it kind of it kind of came through the back door with it on everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? But the video is what really put the icing on the cake. How much input did you have on the creative side of that video? Because that video is doing oh, so much. What you mean? Like, I, you can see it. All of it. Because at the end of the day, see, when people got hit to Keita Shine, let me, let me back it up. The Christmas video, I wanted to show a thousand outfits. I wanted to I wanted to show, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to come with fresh fit. I haven't seen, I hadn't seen it done before. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just coming with all the fits. It is. Because as I said, during the time, you got to think, it was trap or die. That's what was going on. Right. So me, I'm from a from, from a generation that wants to, I want to compete musically, but I want to come with the same thing that everybody doing. So it was very important for me to be able to do my own thing. And because of the way I got my deal, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Kia Shine, like most people, they used to me as an artist right. when Christmas came out. But if you backtrack before that, I had already signed Yo Gotti and had my own deal. Rap Hustlers was my label through TBT Records and had distribution deal through them from 02 to 06. 
four years, put out Le Chat, put out Yo Gotti, put out Skinny Pimp, put wait, out Gangsta Black, put you, out a lot you of signed, projects you signed, and members on my label. So you signed Yo Gotti. So this is before. Wow. So when, when it was time for me to get my deal, I had a, the production, I had all the songs and the albums produced by me and my brother Dirty Fresh, Tommy Rich, my whole in-house crew. We had all 15 songs on the project was done by me. The rest of it was done by me. I had two outside producers, T-Mix and, and, uh, and, uh, and, um, and um and playing skills that was it like i had the, my deal i got the artist advance i got all that i got the production budget everything because i was signed to myself but i got in the door based on what i predicted the buzz and the generators that i had generated coming coming in there so i had i had a really good deal you know what i mean and was able to uh you know they ain't do nothing on the promotion side but on the business side of it though it was like you know yeah i put myself in the position to to to, to win you know what I mean, and, and be able to, uh, you know, back in, you know, right. and um, uh, and I put I, a lot of that stuff. When you heard Crispy, it was because I put my own money that into that to break that and to push Universal to put that out. Right. You know, I put like, you know, I put like fifty, sixty thousand into that song and all that or whatever in the video and all that myself. You see? Yeah. Like yeah. that. So you know, so you know, even after I had got signed, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people during that time was getting signed but not really coming out. And I you know, like, like Mano was signed before I got there, and he was still signed out that left. Mm. You know, the awesome, he came out after that, but it's like, you know. So a lot of a lot of what you saw with Kia Shine was me, you know, doing my independent thing, keeping my rap hustler brand going. And, and, and you know, the brand that had Yo Gotti, that had Skinny Pim, that had Lil Chat, that had the, the, the Gangsta the Black, all the stuff he was putting out back between on TVT from 02 to 06. You see what I'm saying? Right. Man, it was just time for Key and Shine to come. You know what I mean? And that's when I came with my solo album. But I put all those independent albums out to TBT and Selecto hits or whatever, man, like prior to that, you know, as a CEO. So a lot of people just really didn't didn't know, you know what I mean? It's right. like, and they still come to find out, like, damn, I didn't know Key and Shine did this and Key and Shine did that, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, it's because when most people introduced to me, they got introduced to me to Christmas. Right. They didn't know about right. all the prior to it. You know what I mean? That's why I think it's dope to be able to have podcasts like this, to be able to talk, you know what I mean, and be able to, because during that time, you know, you understand, Instagram wasn't popping during that time. You wouldn't know my, you know, my space was just popping off. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know, so, you know, the story of the crime that is, that is Kia Shine is being able to be told and introduced now to new audiences that, you know what I mean, that didn't, didn't they didn't, they, we, we couldn't post it on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I come from the era of, you know, the reason, one of, one of the reasons why, I, and I'm not just saying Yo Gotti, I'm saying any of the artists that have been putting out records during the time frame, which I'm telling you about when I first started, at 02 to 06, the Gucci Mans, everybody that was dropping CDs during that time. Jay-Z's, uh, I look at all these people that was doing that. When you when you had a fan that had to go to the store and get in their car and go drive to the store and spend money to be able to go and get a project from a partial, from an artist that they love, that's a moment. Yeah. That fan is yeah. a fan of a life. Yeah. That's why you see these artists still being so successful to this day because, you know, you know, because you, we, we came out during the time when we actually made fans and made fans really engaged, not just engaged online, but really engaged by getting their car, driving, and go to the store and cop stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, that so, whole experience. So, so I, I come, I come from that, and right. being able to build that, being able to grow that fan base, and I, and, and the only, the only regret is that I wish I would have put out more music under Kia Shine prior to me getting up. My whole thing was like, I ain't coming out unless I come out on a major because I'd already featured on all this shit independently or whatever, and I was the CEO anyway, putting out the music. So, you know what I mean? But. I look at it like, yeah, I was able to be able to cut through, get my deal, and be able to, uh, you know, pop it off and be able to start my own lane and start my own trend when it came to the whole So I remember the Vibe magazine, and I'm sure you can look this up. When my album first came out through season, the first album that came out, they said he's trying to start his own genre of music called swag music. What is this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And after yeah. that, nigga, everybody's saying swag. You know, know what I mean? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So I've kind of always been like ahead of my time. And sometimes that's a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because people will catch your wave and then, oh, I see what he's doing. Let me go ahead. You know what I mean? I.e. 2 chains, I.e. you know, Wayne. Any of these people that kind of came with the drip. Because you got to think. When I'm coming out with the locks, my locks all manicured locks, and I'm coming with the flavors and the shoes and the drip and the, and the They didn't understand that then. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, now that you say that, I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing this as you saying this. I'm going all the way back because that's my era. I'm going all the way back, and I'm looking at it. Nobody else was on that. Nah, they it, it ain't even. It's not, like they say these. It's no cap. It's just that they. That was a. It, it had a. This, I'm, I'm doing record two chains. I'm doing records for me for free because they know the influence and input that I had. You know, and, and, and what, what it was. And then, like you know, Memphis always been a city that's been kind of slick, step slept on. So it's like we getting our look now. But it's like we started a lot of shit. We started crunk music, but everybody thought Atlanta did it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, you know, so then that's been stated, stated by Pastor Troy, Luke John, everybody tell you that. But it's like, so, you know, it's, it's been slept on. I've been slept on, and it's like, and I see the influence in my handprint, my fingerprints on the game. I know if you look at these videos, you look at these dudes, you look at them, even, you look at the, even if you look at the Memphis market. If I took it local and I said, okay, let's look at the game before Kia Shine. And even before Kia Shine, even say when I had rap process and I just started, if you go back to his record I had called TVs, it's me, Skinny Pimp, A-Ball, Yo Gotti. Look it up, it's on YouTube. That's the first video Yo Gotti ever been in. Just check it out. Go back and look it up. And then you'll see how we came with TVs. We had the city on lock. We had the tour bus wraps, all my artists' face on it. Artists was popping, right? Right. 03, 36 Mafia, who was our competition, who was back and forth beefing with and they had a more of a dark sound, right? Yeah. It was more of yeah. a dark, gritty, crunk sound. When we came with the rap hustler wave and the rap hustlers in my whole wave were guiding, we came with a fly sauce and talking about TVs and rims and, 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 and talking about swag and coming that way. So it's talking about my shoe, $900, I'm respecting my friend. I'm coming with that whole wave out of Memphis. Now, listen to Moneybag Yo. Look at Young Dolph. Listen to Gotti. Listen to look at these dudes. Now they come out of Memphis. They ain't, they not they not uh they not dark and, and, and unfresh. No, these dudes fresh now. Right. These dudes got dudes, they got all the, the the high fashion, all the all of that now. You know what I'm saying? But it was they but it, they were 
shit. But both signs drop. There's no disrespect to none of them, but it's the truth. When you just look at the influence on the game, I'm just the truth is going to be the truth today, tomorrow, and forever. It's just the truth. The influence on the culture was there, and that's what I'm supposed to do. My my desire is to inspire, right? And and see people go higher. That's when I signed God and put me and God did that deal, joint venture deal, and I put them out. Did the whole life album, go stream it. It's available right now. That, that was his reasonable doubt. That was the album that really broke him as an artist. Before the What's Up, Drummer Boy was signed with me on the management. Man, I, I never knew Drummer that, Boy. man. So, but before, so that Drummer Boy made the What's Up record, right? Yeah. Well, I was the one that put him and Drummer together. And on the first song they produced together was on the Life album. You see what I'm saying? I like, never so a knew lot that. of these things, but Mr. Niggas knows the culture. It's, it's niggas that know. You know what I mean? That's going to true it when they hear it. They're going to know, yeah, this is true. This all took place. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's like, that's really what, and then videos like, wow, you got Post Malone saying, wow, now. Yeah. Right now. His new song out. It's got him like, wow. But just go back to 2008. Look at my video, wow. Yeah. Just yeah. look, at, look at what I'm saying. Look at this. Is this all I'm saying, I'm not, I, all I'm saying, in post, I love Post. I'm just saying the influence in the game is there, though. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's not coincidental. You know? So, I, I see these things. I see my, then, you know, okay, cool. so we say, so if Yo Gotti is one of the hottest rappers in the game, and his first album, Life, came out on my distribution deal, on my label, Rap Hustlers. Now he signed with Jay-Z. Right. Rock Nation. Okay. Who... Cole wrote the first Drake hit record. I was gonna ask yeah, you about that. Best I ever had. So That's crazy, man. That, I, I'm naming you two of the hottest. Uh, the number one rapper in the game is Drake, right? And one of the top street artists in the game, even your Gucci's too. Yo Gotti, Gucci man, Yo Gotti. That, that you know what I mean? That's that. So. One of the biggest street artists that came out was with him from the jump. Started from the bottom, right with him. Right. First hit record by Drake, co-written by who? Kia Shine. Now let me ask you something so, about that. Let me ask you yeah. something about that. Now, what what was the whole situation as far as with that? Because, I mean, I'm sure the child had an understanding on, you know, what was supposed to take place with that. And I'm trying to understand... Why? Why would Drake deny your any involvement with you? See, see that that let me tell you what it was. Okay, so here we go. So the record Drake, the record best I ever had, came from the record that I produced for Lil Wayne. Okay. So let's just stop right there. The record best I ever had came from a record that I produced for Lil Wayne. Now we got Lil Wayne, Keyshawn produced for Lil Wayne. Cause just start the people overlook that that fact, right? Right there a lot. People just they go by that to say, oh, and, and that's he sampled your record, and that's how he got best ever had. Yes, but who's one of the best MCs in the game? Wow. Lyrically, right? Yeah. Who produced for him? Kia Shine. Okay. So Wayne, I do a record for Wayne. Do the hook to it. Wayne makes a record to it. Drake take the record and, and flip the put the hook to it and make best they ever had. Oh. So I say, yeah, if I gotta give my co-writer credit for it because it came from my record. 
So off the rip, my publishing company, which was Universal, which is also who put out Drake's, I mean, Drake's album. So it was like, all I did was with Universal. Hey, this record I produced for Wayne, he got a record Drake got. Universal got both records, took it to a music colleges and said, yeah, this record is coming from your record, 25% your record. Boom. Everything was switched on the credits. Made Before the first check was even cut to that song, they got all my credits together. Cool. Done deal. We rocking. I go get me an award. BMI awards that same year. Right. Go get the award. They say, Sean, what you get the co-writer? What you get the, you know, BMI awards all about publishing. They asked, what you get the writer award for? I said, for the co-writer best I ever had. And that's when Drake got upset because he was like, but he didn't write his song. But this is a new artist who really didn't know the game. Uh, I don't have to be in the studio with you to write your song. If you sample my record, then then, then that then when they you sample if I sample okay, Lil Duval sampled Atlantic Star on the song Living My Best Life. Right. It came from I'm Curious. Atlantic Star did not write Living My Best Life, but you best believe that when you look at the Best Life song and you look at the credits on it, their names on it. Absolutely. Because because it came from their work. So that's why they get a co-write. Drake didn't know the business. Kia Shine did know the business. That's why Kia Shine got paid from it and got his credits. But the thing about the internet that I'm not into this is how Drake never comes back and say, hey, you were right. I was wrong. Right. Damn. They don't do that. So you got people thinking, I'm launching. When I'm at the award, winning an award, what do you mean? I'm, <laughs> it's like me saying, you launched it, I'm getting the Grammy, I'm at the Grammy, getting the Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. But it's like, people can be so into an artist, just like they were so into R. Kelly. Yeah. And so into him, and they didn't want to believe all the stuff he was wrong or that he was doing. Just because you can see a good song, I'll make you a real person. Right. Don't make you write about everything. I don't care nothing about that. I gotta eat. I got kids. So yeah, it would have been great if you would have said, "Yeah, Sean did that, but he didn't, and it's okay because God got me, and I'm not upset about it. I know he was a young artist, and it's cool. You know what I mean? Hey, I got my credits. I got a plaque downstairs right now. Right. You know what I mean? He said with my name on it. I, you know, it's, it's, it's on the ground right now. You can see it. It's, it's, you know, it's nothing. But um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a blessing. You know, but like, but my thing is to say that, you know, hey, dude's a great artist. Right. Yo Gotti a great artist. Wayne a great artist. But all these people got something in common. And if they got in common, the person on this phone. Huh. I had a part to play in. You know what I mean? Right. They, they, were, they are successful without me, for sure. I never would take the blame to saying I'm the reason why something mm-hmm. I ain't played. God, man, and God made them boys, bless them boys with their talent, they give. And they grind. But I had a part to do with it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's just, you know, and, that, and that's, just the, that's just the absolute truth. That's it. Let me ask you this, man. With being in the game so long and, and seeing so many different phases of the entertainment game, why, why do you think that, um, why do you think that it's so much division in the game right now because it seemed like just like you know you just blow my mind with with some of the artists that you just named that were on your label and i'm just trying to understand like you know then and now 
it was it was you know like that was an opportunity that you provided for up and coming unknown artists you provided because you were in position and i just don't understand like there's so much division now can can we touch on that a little bit just your perspective on it my, my perspective my perspective is simply this negativity is going to always um, you know sound is going it's going it's going to make it's going to make a lot it's going to bark way louder than, than the real you know what i'm saying yeah it's like the negative the negative dog going to bark way louder you know what i mean even though the bite from the positive dog might be the right might be the, the vicious one the negative stuff is going to ring louder you know what i'm saying right and and negativity is like you, you got to go a little bit deeper with it. It's like, you know, it goes to the fact that music has spirits. When you go to get you some liquor at the liquor store or the package store, and you go to, it tells you wine and spirits, right? right? Spirit. So music is a spirit, you know what I mean? And, you know, it was even written in the Bible that Satan was over the music, wasn't he? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, so, okay, so they use this music... You know what I mean? It's a universal language, but people don't really look at about, think about who they speaking for. You know what I mean? You right. know, I got this song on my new project, right? And it's called, and, and, and I talk about, you know, how the devil blessing people too. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the thing about it is, like, you have individuals who just come out of a poverty situation who just want to get on, but they don't really know what they're speaking for, or they they speaking what they or really what they speaking with these spells of these words that they saying, and, and like you got a person that's that's saying these negative things, and then you look at their life and you see this negative every time they go somewhere it's an arrest, every time they go somewhere they get a fight and shooting, it's like every time they it's like yeah you got the money you got the fame. But your lifestyle is like all that's going on. So it's like, mm -hmm. like I said, the, the enemy blessing people too. And you know what I mean? You know, and, and niggas going to jail, niggas living a lifestyle is crazy. Now you now you're in jail, you got to cease and save your life. It's, I'm just saying, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you got to look at these things, man. Look at our killer, man. Look at these people, man. These folks sing a good song, but then be on some real life negativity, bro. And you and these folks worshiping these people, fam. That's right. what's going on. And it's like, it's like that's what you know. I get it. You know, we try to turn a negative to a positive and flip it. You know what I mean? And come from the street and tell them tales so that maybe you ain't doing it no more. But a lot of these cats, man. They just want to get on and get some music and get some fame, man. They don't really care about who they're speaking for and what they're doing to the people that's listening to it, man. They don't really care nothing about that. You know what I mean? And that's why the music, to me, is just so... Sometimes it's like, that's why I like film and TV. I'd rather go... I'd rather my work go get a script and go act and, and play a role because these cats doing this shit and they, they acting anyway. <laughs> right. You need to acting anyway. They just get on these mic and just acting. Telling these kids to go do all this dumb shit where they go get a show money for it and these kids can go to jail. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm saying, you know, I get it, man. Like, but I ain't never, my music, I ain't never been with that. You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and, and that's why I felt like a lot of the affiliations that I had with certain people, man, God was like, man, I can't have you come up with this shit. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be around that. 
that ain't what you're speaking for. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I, I just feel like it's a whole other thing for me. You know what I'm saying? And what I be doing. But that is what I see from it, bro. I, I, it is what I see. Just these niggas, man, nigga, quick you ready to be, be for the nigga, man. They get some money. Man, I'm hard on these niggas, man. Yeah, look at me style. I'm saucing on these niggas, man. These niggas that, this nigga that, this. Man, listen, man, everything's about these niggas. Fuck these niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, like, man, we need to be trying to build each other up, man. All this, you just they put all this negative energy in your music, all this negative vibes to it, and all this shit or whatever, man. It's like, you know, man, you know, it's just, man, it's just, it's just too much, man. It's I just, get it. It's time for the pendulum to switch. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're using this platform of speech to 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 bring to reach and to teach and to bring some positivity to this thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like at least take the experiences. Like when I'm listening to NWA, he was like, they they standing for something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they got their street, some street jogging in it, but they're telling you stories and tales of where they from and what's going on, and then they grows from that. Niggas, niggas these days, and they're 50 years old talking about, I got a brick, brick city. You know what I'm saying? Get this shit out of here, man. I don't hear this shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, for real, man, you 50 years old. Right. Somebody got a brick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I like what Ross was talking about, buy back the block and doing, you know what I mean? Switch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? I, I get it. Young niggas want to hear young niggas shit, but man, damn, man, it's a way to be able to, to, to do both. Yeah, that, that's, you know what, that's what I like about Hope. You need niggas, man. Like, I like, Kodak Black got a unique voice, right? Yeah. He got a very unique voice. But damn, man, they can't stay out of jail. Right. You know what I mean? It's like show money becomes better. You know what I mean? It's like that ain't that ain't what that ain't. You know what I mean? Yeah. That ain't what you want to be doing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, but, it's, but, it's but crazy. Niggas keep, but niggas keep pushing them on, egg them on, and then you know what I mean? It's just I don't know, man. Same thing, but the same thing with the caution. The same thing with all these folks. Man, I just be like, man, I just, I just, I just, I'm just trying to just bring the bring the bring the vibe that can at least make it a happy medium, man. Goddamn, you can't keep forcing all this negative shit on these kids, man. Right. Uh, they're in such an impressionable stage right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? And they're seeing all this shit, bro. We gotta do better. We gotta do better. How much? How much of it? How much do you? How much of it do you think the industry play a part in? You know, because you know you hear a lot of things. How much of it? You know, I mean, you've been on. You've been on the inside. You've been on. The, you know, the independent grind. You've been on the major platform. How much of it? How much involvement, as far as the industry? Involvement that they have in shaping, um, they, you know, the I'm gonna tell you how they do it. It's like this it's like they have an agenda, they looking at you, looking at your whole life, like, man, my son, what I stand for, what I stand for. They looking at it like, okay, market share. We see that this label over here is giving this percentage of the market share because they got this kind of record out, right. So we need something that's just like this. Just like you got Old Town Road out right now, right? Right. I guarantee you're going to have somebody else come with a country record. Man, that, that threw me for a loop right there. It, it, it's on the way. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's cookie cutter. They just want to, they going to just push through. It's like, you're not hearing, we're not hearing the best artists. We're hearing the the best hustlers or the people who got the, or, or who fit the right situation. Cause see what the label would do. And, 
And what they would do is they'll put that huge machine behind you and get you on out to the world. They'll blast that shit on out of here. And go and they they have the connections in the web with all to be able to push the button and you hear that bitch tomorrow. Right. So do they play a part in pushing the negative innuendo of these people? It just appears on who's in office, who are the gatekeepers. Right. These white folks looking and seeing these young boys, like with Sakasha, they see this young boy coming in and telling these young boys to go do all this dumb shit and go to jail and eat jails in Atlanta and these jails in America are probably on. So a nigga might say, yeah, y'all don't go do that shit. Because they going to do what y'all doing and then he'll go to jail. And then we own the jails anyway. Hmm. Wow. It's deeper than what niggas think it be. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that same person that owned that label, that's invested, that, that owned that major label, that, that particular, you know, conglomerate or corporation or whatever, but they got the same ownership and somebody got there in jail. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. You know, so it's like, it's just stuff like that that we don't we don't look at, man. We don't really look and see, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Because it is you know, crazy. So that, that kind of stuff is, is what I be seeing, man. A lot, I see a lot of kids just, just playing to the status quo, you know what I mean? Just doing, just like, you know, it's crazy, man. It's just for attention, man. It's, everybody, I, I got a song that I did a few, it's called Attention. And I swear, it, 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 if you listen to it, it's, 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 I just leaked it on YouTube, and it, it's called Kids Shine Attention. I, I, it, this shit is, it's, isn't real, because it really talks about, like, what everybody, what's, what's going on, like, how this, people just do things for attention. Right. Like, you know, it's like, you get, you get some good attention, like, you like, positive attention, but it's like, people don't even think about the kind of attention shit bring. They just want the attention. And because of the social media, the way it is, it's like, we, they want to share everything and put everything out that you're doing, and it's just, it's just, it's just like nobody puts any thought into what kind of attention certain things bring. Right. You know. Because I noticed, you gotta, I noticed that you, um, you know, you utilize your platform in a positive way. You know, you're always doing um, your inspiration and yeah, my coffee with Kim. Yeah, folks. yeah. You're using it in a yeah. positive way. Yeah, because I'm 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 not gonna at all put myself in the position to do anything but that. Even even my first album, it was called Due Season, even though it was a secular album. I'm talking Due Season. What's Due Season? You shall reap in Due Season if you faint not, if you don't give up Galatians in the Bible. You know that's what that's from. Right. And it's like, yeah, I just like I feel like my ministry is within my music. You know what I'm saying? You know. I don't I don't fit in no boxes or nothing like that or whatever, but I feel like it's just like your platform, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Right. And the word says that those that enjoy will eat from the fruit of what you're saying. So it's like, you know, and a lot of young kids who don't get it, they don't see that they're being played upon and preyed upon. You know what I'm saying? That was the young dude coming out, 15, 16, 17 years old. He got the guns in the background. He got the yeah, yeah, nigga, this was cool. He don't realize what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. He don't even see it. He get, he get in the bag. His family eating. He, he don't see it. He don't see what he doing. You know what I'm saying? Until, yeah. until after, then he don't see the effect of what he of what he's doing until afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's, that's, that, that negative narrative has to change. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Somebody got come out and say somebody got come out and say something. That's why I say I like to talk on podcasts because 
maybe somebody listening can get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. The you thing know, about it know. is, man, with, with, with talking to you, though, <laughs> I mean it's gonna take more than one uh one episode man i mean it's it's a lot a lot a lot a lot of things that um i want to touch on um like i want to i want to touch on the um the, the superfly opportunity how did that um how did that come about uh superfly was really cool man that's like the um acting period man it was something that i feel like my mom and my dad both believed in the vision of me doing that and they felt like that's what I should be trying to really, you know, expand to. And when I moved to Atlanta, um, you know, some time ago, I've been in Atlanta 13 years now, but um, still could have, but I still maintain the radio show in Memphis and all that or whatever. So my, my, my ear is always to the street in the town, but like, um, and my brother and my family there, but it's like out here is where film and television is at. Right. So, of course, I wanted to be out here where, you know, where I could be able to still be a creative, you know what I mean, without having to, it is, I'm a creative, I'm not, I'm an actor, I'm, a, I'm an artist, I'm a creative, you know what I'm saying? So, it's right. like, you know, even with doing music, you know, you just need a break from that to be able to have a way to be able to express other ways creatively, you know what I mean, and be right. able to get that release. And I got an agent, and I uh, started doing, you know, like going to auditions and just, you know, you know, just going to auditions and, and doing what I'm seeing, Ice Cube and Queen Latifah and Common and Childish Gambino and, you know, the people that I respect, you know what I'm saying, like, that are making that transition. I feel like I can do the same thing, you know. So uh, I felt a lot of no's and going to a lot of auditions and saying, I hit a lot of no's and having doors closed. I finally started getting yeses, you know what I mean? And Superfly was one of them, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, that was big. I, I auditioned out and got the part. You know what I mean? Big. Like, I'm, I'm earning my stripes with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody giving me nothing because I'm Kia Shine or, or it didn't happen. Some of them don't even know about nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just like a, it's a, it's a new thing. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, and I believe God's doing something new with me. You know, and I'm, I'm going to just continue to walk through them doors. So, you know, Superfly was a very good experience. And, you know, it's crazy because Sylvia Rohn was a person who put this out, but put out the, uh, the, uh, the project on Epic with the Super the Superfly um, soundtrack. And, you know, she was the one who signed me to, to Universal. Yeah, yeah, that's, so that's that pretty was like dope. A, like a real life full circle moment or whatever, like as far as that. So, you know, but I'm just, I'm just spreading my wings, man, with the acting thing. You know, I was in Atlanta with Childish Gambino. We just talked about Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, and what he's doing with his transition from film, from music to film. And that's somebody that I respect. And I did a scene with him in Atlanta last, last season. And, um, you know, and I just did the, the star thing and I'm just, I'm just, uh, just working and just, you know, trying to just continue to, um, spread my wings, man, and head the better things, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, I'm just, you know, just, just, just going through those doors, you know, I got some other things coming up later this year. Um, people will find out about it later, but I got some things coming, some more things coming. So I'm just, just working, just working on the acting thing. I feel like I'm. I could do what Queen Latifah, Will Smith, Ice Cube, Common, Donald Glover, you know, Mark Wahlberg, you know, uh, most of any of these people, I could do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I am, I am that. Right, you know right. I mean? So, you know, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm coming at it, you know. What 50 Cent is doing, you know, you know, all of that. I mean, you know, I'm, I feel like that they, they're, they're showing me that it's possible, so I got to go and I got to do it. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why, why you couldn't, like you say, you, you, you're doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you're doing it. And the thing I like about you is, is when you do step into, to position like that, man, you know, you always open up doors 
for other people, man. And I, I think that's what's really, really dope about you. Well, I appreciate it, man. At the end of the day, I'm blessed to be a blessing, you know. And 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 what I've seen about film and television is that, like, 50 Cent couldn't do power by himself, could he? Right. Yeah, you got to have actors, you got to have writers. It just That's what I love about film and TV. You need a lot of people helping you doing shit. Right. But rap is so like, nigga, it's me and my niggas, we got this shit, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, 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 it is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more of, like, more of a collaborative yeah. effort when you're doing right. film and television. And I dig that. Right. Yeah, you be done did your part on the show. You ain't even, you ain't seen the whole episode to, like, when, I'm, when I was playing Leon on Star this past season, uh, I'm seeing the show back, you know, all my episodes here. I didn't, I, I didn't see the whole episode. I just did my part. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they had to leave the rest of it to somebody else, and I love that. You I know, know what I'm saying? Right. I love that. I yeah. dig that process. You know what I'm saying? I dig that. It take, it take, if, if a dream is, if your dream is big enough for you to do it by yourself, then the dream ain't big enough. Wow. Can you, can you repeat you know that for me? If the dream, if the dream you got, the vision you got, I like to say vision because you can see it. It's like if it's if, if it's big enough, if it ain't, if it's just you by yourself, and it's big enough for just you to do it, 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 then it ain't big enough. You ain't thinking big enough. Your dream ain't big enough. You need to be thinking bigger. You need to be thinking empowerment. You need to be thinking how you can be able to put everybody into place. You know what I mean? Whole family. Everybody, I'm saying, it's gotta yeah. be, it's gotta be, your dream gotta be big, man. You know what I'm saying? It's gotta, yeah. it's gotta be big, it's gotta be big. If, if it's big, if your dream is, is big enough for you, you do, you do it by yourself, and you're not dreaming big enough. Seriously. Man, I'm feeling that. <laughs> I'm feeling yeah. that. That's, that's true. I, I, I got, I got more work to, I got more work to put in, man. Constantly. Yeah, but you're doing it right now. But you're doing it right now. You are, I, now your thing is now including me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like it, that's why I said the thing you got, you is like you may be the captain of your ship, but you still need other people to be able to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're doing that. You know what I mean? You're giving, you're empowering. You're giving people an opportunity to be able to speak and talk. You, you, you're doing that. You see what I'm saying? You're yeah. doing that right yeah. now. Absolutely. Man, I wanted to, um, I always ask my guests this, um, you know you're going to have to come back on the platform again, man. Can't um, wait to do it. To Can't promote, wait to, do it. to come and inspire, to whenever, man, like whenever you want to come back on here, man, you got anything you want to promote, talk about, come chop it up, man. You got, you, you have you have a, 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 a forever invitation on this platform right here, man, because we, we haven't even, we haven't even tapped in. I'm a friend of the podcast, I appreciate it. That's it. We haven't even tapped in yet, bro. Like we, it's still so much to talk about man but what i what i want to yeah. do though is i always ask my guests man um if if you could if you could speak to a room full of um talented but uninspired um people that were that was looking for some inspiration some type of um words of encouragement um and and they, and they was you know thinking about getting into the entertainment business in some way, form, or fashion, and they needed that uplift in some form of direction or wisdom, and you had that opportunity to speak to them, what would you tell the room? i tell them to rewind this podcast first and foremost. <laughs> and, <laughs> and catch all that. But, uh, but i tell them this, man. i tell them first and foremost, man, like, um, that... Life 
at any moment. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And anybody is four minutes away from having a Nets hit record. Anybody is four minutes away. Anybody is a four-minute song away, or even a three-minute song at this point in time, right. from being the next person. Next year, and even later this year, it's going to be somebody that we don't even know about is going to come out and boom, hit. When you look at it like that, it's just about believing and praying and seeking. Like, really believing and praying and asking God, is this what I'm, what, what am I supposed to, like, really seeking? Really, is this for me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And you better have a whole lot of faith. And you better walk on that faith. You better talk on that faith. You better walk on that faith. Because the faith is the evidence that, that you don't see. You don't see it. Right. But you got to keep working till you see what you saw. You know what I'm saying? In real life, the thing, you know what I mean? That, that vision. The thing that you believe in your heart, that thing that you, that little feel on the inside, that little small voice telling you you need to be, you got to go and do it. But you got to be prepared for the roller coaster ride that comes with it. Because life is, when you when you take that roller coaster ride and you, and you go to the ride, that, that ride, you ain't riding that ride for that jump to go straight and not scare you. You took the roller coaster so you can, pull, you can go up and down and around and all that. So don't complain about the ride. Just keep, just keep, just keep walking on faith, and keep believing. And when it goes, it's just like you're up and down with it. You know what I mean? But if you believe, and it's what you're supposed to do with your life, and you work at it, eventually, one of these days, you're gonna get to where you're supposed to get to. It was meant for you. Seriously. Anybody, anybody is three to four minutes away from the next rate record, bro. Seriously. Absolutely, man. Can we put your um your social platforms out there in ways that people can connect with you, man? Y'all need to connect with this brother. I'm telling you, it's, it's morning inspiration every morning, man. We can get the coffee every morning. Can we put that yeah, out there for him? Hey, man, listen, coffeewithkinfolk.com, inspiration for your situation, coffeewithkinfolk.com. Also, it's on all the socials. Just go to coffeewithkinfolk.com. That's what you need to do, coffeewithkinfolk.com. You can get, me, get at me through that my own platform because we're pushing our own platforms out here because Instagram is making money off us. All these Facebooks making money off us using their using their sites. So we gotta make sure we're pushing and following and, and getting on our own people's platforms and subscribing to our own people's platforms, bro. So subscribe to that coffee with Kenfolk.com and I so appreciate your time, bro. Man, absolutely. Listen, bro, um, man, for me and the Vibe team, I'm talking about, man, this was an absolute pleasure and a blessing. Thank you for blessing the platform, man, with your grace, man, and and, and, and your wisdom, my brother. And we wish no you problem, nothing no, but uh, Keep it going. Keep more it going. blessings, man, and more success to you, my brother. Thank you so much, man. I receive it and believe it, man. I'm sorry I was late today, but I hopefully, hopefully we got we got it in, man. Thank oh yeah, we time, we, we definitely got it in. It's the Vibe Show podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my brother, my special guest, Kia yeah, Shine. Man. 
We out. <laughs> <laughs>